Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias inside the Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh, thanks to Empire Properties. And thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. You might find yourself as a small business owner like Giglio and me. And it's Labor Day. That doesn't necessarily mean that you get a day off. Your copier, your document management, that needs to be working overtime as well on Labor Day. And that's where Copiers Plus comes in. Reliable, service, Actual people on the phone you can talk to because they're here. That's Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. You know who works on Labor Day? <laughs> we do. We do. And Copiers <laughs> Plus. Your info doesn't stop. Your no, machines don't stop. Absolutely not. Seriously, you don't know what you don't know. Go check them out. Copiers-plus.com. So there's a lot to get into. You know, we don't do shows on Friday. We weren't counting on the ACC deciding to finally expand on a Friday as you're probably on a golf course and I'm headed up to uh, a hockey rink somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, uh, to watch some travel hockey. So we're here to cover that and some ACC action from over the weekend. So you know what that means, Joe? It's time for some premature evaluations. All right, let's go ahead and start with North Carolina's win over South Carolina. This, to me, quickly speaks to a larger thing about UNC. How many times have we seen a team from this area, whether it's the Tar Heels or the Wolfpack, open up a season against South Carolina and just eat dirt all just, at once? Just trip yes. over themselves in winnable games against an SEC opponent. And North Carolina went out there and got the job done in what was not an easy game for them to to start the season with at Bank of America Stadium, which was essentially an away game because that was primarily Gamecock fans at Bank of America Stadium. And the one thing that we've all been keeping an eye on, the defense. And the defense looked like the Gene Chizik defense from the Larry Fedora time where it wasn't like shut it down all the time. They did the bend, don't break, and came up with big plays when necessary to keep that game secure let me see if i can answer all of these questions with bruce springsteen songs <laughs> okay because i was watching that game and i and i was in my mm, growing up those four stars those five stars <laughs> on the defensive line they're growing up and it makes a difference when you're playing fifth and sixth year players transfers matter too transfers matter too and um coaching matters as well they made some decisions and not just gene chiswick but also along you know for other positions and we saw a much Better defense in game one. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. Speaking of ACC teams getting over on SEC teams, when we last left you in premature evaluations, I said that this game was peak schadenfreude, but I got the schadenfreude wrong. While we were all talking about, like, oh, man, would it be funny if Florida State just tripped over themselves after a summer of talking and chest thumping and we're back. Man, they, they they disrespected LSU, and I actually ended up enjoying watching Brian Kelly, head coach at LSU, have to just sit there and take it while Florida State was celebrating in that Camping World Open. You got to have dudes. Florida State's got dudes. Mm-hmm. Talent. They got stacks on stacks. NC State over UConn. Let's go back to Thursday night. I didn't like NC State's start, but I like how they recovered. And what did I tell you last week when we cut, we talk about Dave Doran, Dave Doran is Dave 
Doran. And at the end, this is my takeaway, my biggest takeaway. If you are trying to win money with Dave, don't. Because at the end of games, once they know they got that thing in the bag, what are they going to do? They're going to ring that clock out, man. They're going to just strangle that lead into a win, which is what they did late against UConn. <laughs> do, we, do we need a full segment for NC State? Yeah, they, they, they definitely <laughs> blew up the chicken man in Philly last night with the, uh, the wolf pack. Woo! Yikes. Yikes. What? Yikes. What, what what's the what's their the offense, yikes? Their offensive line. Yeah, no, 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 no. Man, that's a bit that that is a bit of an issue. Speaking of yikes, our guy, Jeff Halfley. The overall mm. overall a good weekend for the ACC. We highlighted UNC over Southern Cal or over uh, South Carolina. I have to stop writing down USC because I'm gonna think Southern Cal. FSU over LSU, right? It was like overall a good weekend for the ACC. But but Je- we like Jeff Halfley. Jeff Halfley was one of the hotter coach, younger coaching names in the ACC not that long ago. But now it's looking like if he, things don't get turned around, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I, I think he's dancing in the dark after this one. I don't know why they just don't pretend they're playing NC State every week. Seriously. <laughs> you show up against the Wolves. You take a dump in your pants against Northern Illinois. And uh, finally, uh, we are on, uh, what's what's Kirk Ferentz's kid's name? Who's the offensive coordinator? Brian. Brian Ferentz. So he's got, like, in his contract that they have to score points at Iowa. That, that would seem obvious as get, the offensive coordinator that your team has to score points. I got a text go from uh, I got a text from Steve Wiseman, our, our colleague over at the News and Observer. And we talked to Wiseman, who's an AP voter, so I'll be curious to get uh, his thoughts on, on what happened over the weekend when it comes to a close after the Duke-Clemson game tonight what he thought Utah state getting 25 points at Iowa was stealing. (laughs) That was from Steve. I got to imagine he had the same thoughts as well. Uh, This feels like the rising. Look at, look at Iowa coming on up for the rising, scoring some points. I like it. I like it. You know, I'm so off my game, Joe, that I completely forgot to tell you that when we talk about college football, we talk about wings. So shout out to wings over Raleigh wings over Chapel Hill wings over Greenville. You probably need to eat your feelings. Speaking of ECU after oh, they covered, I guess they covered also real quick. about that game. I thought they were fine too. Real quick about that game. Did Jim Harbaugh die? Apparently. Yes. They had a tribute to him. hold up the four. What? Boy, I, I'm glad Mike Tirico doesn't have to call a Michigan Notre Dame game this year. He would really be conflicted. And I'm not look. Mike Tirico is, is tremendous at his job, but man, whoo, he had the pom-poms out on Saturday. I was like, what is, what is happening right now? So yeah, no, the no, pirates fought man yeah, it's fine. over there. You know, Mike Houston, after the game, talked about how, yes, the score was not ideal, but he liked the way that they competed in that game. And I'm not ready to write off the Pirates after what happened. And Michigan's a good team. Michigan's a good team straight up. Playing at the big house is not easy unless you're at State uh, at the nadir of the uh, Lloyd era. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, no, wings over. I went and got wings last night before that Florida State LSU game. We brought telling you the sweet chili is the answer so yes. ordered online went to wingsover.com ordered online they have parking in the back mm-hmm. like what else would you like unbelievable wings waffle fries tots you name it they have it you know what the best part about wings over is joe mm. i love a restaurant or a business a food business that says you know what i'm good at 
I'm good at making wings. Do, do you want a, a chicken pot pie? Do you want a pizza? Do you want nachos? Do you want uh, the salmon? Cool. Go somewhere else. You want wings? Go get wings. Come here. Go Come here. Ryan knows what he's good at, and they're unbelievable at wings. Let's try that again. Breakingtea.com. They've got a sale for Labor Day. Runs through today. Use the code Labor Day Weekend. L-D-W-20. That's L-D-W-20 at breakingtea.com slash OG. Get 20% off your order. So if you've been on the fence about buying an Ovi's and Julio t-shirt, get off the fence and go buy a t-shirt <laughs> right now with that 20% off through Labor Day weekend. So again, that's LDW20 at breakingtea.com. And this week, speaking of App State, we are going to be giving away tickets to North Carolina App State this week. We need participants for a football toss. Do we have a location for this? We do. Okay. We're working on that. Oh, okay. We're still working on the location. Yes, do we have worry. a day that we're doing this? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Gotcha. And if you want to participate, what's the subject that we should use? A football toss? Toss? Football? App State? Carolina? Heels? Anything that indicates you'd like to go to the App State Carolina Just, game. Just put in the subject line, you want to participate in this football toss. Uh, send us an email at theoggoesdigital at gmail.com. Again, that's theoggoesdigital at gmail.com. And you will enter... And we'll reach out to you if you can make it on Wednesday for this football toss for UNC App State tickets. Uh, that game is sold out, by the way. Uh, and there are some limited tickets available for a handful of other games this upcoming season. So uh, if you want to go to this game, we are your chance to go see this game. All you got to do is just email us. Also, big thanks to Matt Davis over at State Farm. Matt came by last week. It was cool to actually see him in person, Joe. And he brought us some yeah, we got some new tumblers. So that means we got to bring the mixtape back for real, for real. Theoginsurance.com. I mean, how smart is that? Home, auto, life, pet. You need financial advice. Check Matt out at theoginsurance.com. Also, thanks to Homefield. Speaking of t-shirts, we got our t-shirts. But if you want really, really cool vintage-inspired collegiate gear, and you're so hype about what happened this weekend about your team, like North Carolina, or you want to like, you know what? I'm still feeling good about the Pirates. Go to homefield.com, homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 to get 15% off your first order. So it's funny, you know, we'll have time to, to get more into North Carolina's win over South Carolina. We have NC State conversations, things like that. But the this is going to be a theme the entire season now. Deion Sanders in Colorado is going to take all the air out of the room, dude. All the air out of the room the way that they did this past weekend to open things up. They're, what, a couple touchdown dogs through TCU? Yeah. Right? TCU just played in the championship game. <laughs> now, TCU's makeover, roster makeover yes. is slightly different from that game. But Colorado's roster makeover uh, completely. It's a complete makeover. Now, yep. what's funny is that we've got Deion's kid. And well, he's got two of them on the team, but Shador, the quarterback, is yeah. really, really good. And you also have uh, what Travis Hunter, who made a huge splash when he went to join Dion at Jackson State. Yeah, right? out of high school. Out yeah. of high school. And people were trying to like find a, a larger meaning about, oh, this is you know huge for HBCUs. No, 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 it was huge for Dion. And that's where my kind of take goes with everything related to Dion. It's about him. It's not about Colorado. 
It's not about, you know, them going to the Big 12. I mean, Fox basically positioned this game as it was the biggest game of the weekend, despite the fact that we had other actual big top 25 matchups. But this was the one that people were like tuned in for. And it was an impressive display to see Shador. It was impressive to watch Travis Hunter on both sides of the ball. I get all that stuff. But at the end, it was, again, about Dion. And Dion kept the receipts, as the kids would say. And I, I don't know who he was talking to. I don't know if he was talking to like Ed Warder or some other reporter. I know Ed Warder was there. Ed used to cover the Dallas Cowboys while Dion was there. And Dion, this is the part that has gone viral, was talking about believing. What's up, boss? You believe that? You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, no. Do you believe in that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote. I, I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. So there you go. There's Deion Sanders with the do you believe. We have thoughts on this. Yeah, I, I'm glad Dion is doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I just looked over the weekend at, because we're in the engagement business, by the way. We're all in the engagement of business. Of course, of course. The schools included. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at two different press conferences that were posted by media groups, not the schools themselves, but just in the case of Nebraska, it was posted by a newspaper. Matt Rule's post-game press conference from their loss to Minnesota got mm -hmm. 8,000 views. Mm -hmm. That's that's a good chunk of views, by the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. So nothing wrong with that. Obviously, people, if you're unfamiliar with Nebraska and their interest in sports, they just had 90,000 people go to a volleyball game mm -hmm. at their football stadium. Mm -hmm. So I, I think they're fairly engaged in Nebraska sports. Okay. And 8,000, again, for a, for a third party to post a press conference and get 8,000 views, that's a lot. After the Colorado win over, T, over TCU, which was really impressive in the way that they won the football game. We can talk a little bit more about that. There were 1 million views for a television station's posting on YouTube of the press conference. 1 million. Keep in mind, it's not the only posting of that press conference. Of course. Like, that's really difficult to do. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah, it's readily available media. So I could see a lot of schools out there being like, including Florida, by the way, now that Dion has disavowed Florida State, mm -hmm. I could see a lot of schools out there going, we really missed the boat on Deion Sanders. If you're going to generate A, the, the type of player that he's bringing in, B, the interest in the program that he has, and now C, the results, right? Even after, because it's I think, one game. But I think we gloss over what he did at Jackson State, and I was pretty I was pretty consistent in this. Okay. Jackson State was not a winner when he got there. No, totally understand. They won a lot of football games at Jackson State with Deion Sanders. I think Colorado, I don't think they're going 10-2 and two or anything like that. They're going to win a lot of football games because yeah. they have talent. That should be your theme of the weekend from what you take away from the weekend, whether it was Carolina beating South Carolina, whether it was Colorado being TCU, whether it was Florida State being LSU. You have to have talent. You have to have conspicuous playmakers. I think in Colorado, they have that. Travis Hunter is, as as Naheem Hines tweeted, Travis Hunter is a dog. Yes. Okay? Yes. Shador Sanders is a dog. Mm -hmm. And my only problem, I, I, my, I have two problems with Dion in, in his press conference. Look, man, it doesn't matter if we believe. We're not on the payroll. Okay? Yeah, like, yeah. so, also, I have thoughts on also, that. Also, by ahead. the way, let's stop with the sweeties and the honeys. Okay? Let's just, 
call people by either by their name at which you're so mm. which you're so adamant about or just say hey hi how are you today yeah uh, lo- lose the sweeties and the honeys it, it's 2023 um you can't sit here and he had a previous press conference where he said i don't care what you think i only because god made me i only care what god thinks of me which if if i had dion's natural gifts as well i would absolutely sing god's praises every single day of the week okay sure. every single day of the week sure. and twice on sunday sure so i have no problem with him saying that but then you can't turn around and say i have receipts yeah i all of a sudden i care you can't say one day i don't care what you think and then go well now i have receipts because i suddenly care what you think it's to it, that that the 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 athlete in him because we talk about this all the time. We saw this with the Jordan documentary. Yeah. To get to the, on that level, to get to that, that level, level, to get to hall of fame all time. You said Dion was your favorite player growing up while watching Absolutely. the college, right? To be this one of one that Dion was, which he is, which he is. Yep. And he might be as a coach. I don't know yet, but as a one of one player. Okay. You have to get into a mindset that you and I will never understand. So I have, I don't really mind the whole I'm keeping receipts. It's, no, no, it's, no. It's, I, it's, but it's you can't that. say the day before, sure, I don't care what sure, you think. Sure. And then all of a sudden be like, I wrote that bull, I read that bull junk. See, that to me, the where I would go with it were, was when back like earlier in the spring, remember they didn't have numbers. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, what's up with your players not having numbers? And he did this whole big deal about, you know, the classic. Um, easy bait for boomers. It was, hey, hey, he said, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, anybody in here over 45? Anybody, anybody here over 45? And he talked about, you remember, remember when you had to earn things? You had to earn it? We got to earn, you know, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, if that's your mentality with your players, you're going to earn this stuff. Well, I think the same could be said for people kind of looking at where Colorado was, the complete roster makeover, the fact that they, had, they were terrible last year. They haven't beaten the top 25 opponent, I think, since 2002. So that's a huge, that's a huge task that he's got at Colorado to turn that thing around. So you got to earn, you got to earn that attitude. You got to earn the idea that, yeah, man, I'm going to watch Colorado go play some football and I think they're going to win this game. Now, look, Vegas is Vegas, man. I'm not going to get too caught up in that stuff. But I don't think, A, it's ridiculous to think that Deion Sanders um, is being a blowhard here with that. I also don't think it's ridiculous to say it's one freaking game. Let's see what happens as the season goes on and people have a better yeah. idea of what Colorado is going to do. Now, I will say this. They're going to start the season out 2-0. and You know why? And I'm actually here for what's going to happen next week because Colorado plays Nebraska. Matt Rule is once again going to get exposed as a buffoon. He was exposed as a buffoon at with the Panthers as an NFL head coach. And I know, as you've pointed out multiple times, his reputation was built on beating nobodies. Okay. So what's going to happen when you've got an actual motivated, what seems to be a well-coached team going up against a classic Matt rule. How'd they lose that game? How did Nebraska lose that game last week? Clock management. The same crap that Matt rule did when he was with the Panthers and the stuff that was able to mask over while he was at Baylor. Now you stepped up and the expectations are clearly different with Nebraska. And if they lose to Dion, what do you think those the message board geniuses Twitter account is going to melt down with all the things they're posting? I'll say this about this Colorado team. And I, and I think this is going to be the dichotomy with Dion Sanders yeah. that you need to keep an eye on. I think you're right when you say it's one game, one game, but they have talent. Okay. Travis Hunter was a five-star player. Shador Sanders. I don't, I don't think he was five stars, but 
Shador Sanders could be Florida State's starting quarterback oh, right now. Easily. So my only issue, one of my issues with Dion over the weekend was, oh, that's not bad for an HBCU player. Mm. Okay. He's not L- an HBCU. L- listen, Travis now. Hunter and Shador Sanders were blue chip prospects. Right. Okay. Right. So what? please stop. <laughs> please stop. And you're only denigrating the HBCUs by, you think you're propping them up by saying, oh, that's not bad for an H. No, dude, it's, he's a, he's a special talent. Mm-hmm. So the question for me isn't, is it one game? And the question isn't going to be, is it one season? Cause I mentioned the success that they had at Jackson state, the success that Dion's had as a coach. And he's even talked about this because he's coached his sons his whole life. Mm-hmm. He keeps telling you all this coaching experience that he has. And he even talked about five-year-old and six-year-olds going to play in Fort Worth, the Fort Worth area. I'm not making this up. That's what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I want to see what he does without his kid. Okay. Because I even mentioned Florida right now. And I, if I'm Florida's AD, I'm going, I might want this guy. <laughs> How many more kids does he have? That's good. How good. many more Shador Sanders does good he question. have? Can he get another quarterback and absolutely fit into what they're trying to do? Don't know. Sure. It's the same conundrum every coach faces, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for State when they had Russell Wilson and Phillip Rivers. How do you replace this guy? It's the same conundrum for Wake Forest. How do you replace Sam Hartman? It's the same conundrum for Carolina. How do you replace Sam Howell? Which you always have to find the next quarterback. But my question for Dion is going to be, what does he look like when Shador Sanders is not his quarterback? <laughs> All right, so back to speaking of quarterbacks and replacing the guy. I mean, what have we spent a good chunk of time on talking about with North Carolina? You've had Sam Howell, you go to Drake May. This is your time. So it was, to me, imperative that North Carolina showed you they were about it. Now, there were a lot of emotional reasons why North Carolina wanted to go out there and show it out. Clearly, there was uh, kind of a you know, surround yourself around Tez Walker and the fact that he is not playing. And we'll spend some more time later this week talking about where things stand with Tez Walker and this weekend kind of being uh, an inflection point that I'll be curious to see if the NCAA takes all of the dunking that they had to endure over the weekend. I mean, the fact that Eric church is out there, uh, the chief is out there wearing a Tez Walker Jersey and even the radio call on ESPN just blasting the NCAA, how they react to everything that happened over the weekend. But what's funny to me is, as much as we've been talking about Drake May, I didn't find him to be the best part of that game. Drake May was okay. He had some plays he wants back, a couple of interceptions, right? Um, it was a little bit discouraging that the late-season Drake May that we saw last year kind of carried over in this game against South Carolina, against a defense that we know gave up a lot of yards last year. But again, you can focus on the issues that you have. You can improve, just like what we've been talking about with North Carolina. So maybe South Carolina's defense improved a little bit, Maybe Drake May got off to a shaky start because he didn't have two key wide receivers in the lineup that he's looking for. That can correct itself over time. Again, to me, the point is that North Carolina's defense is going to be the difference between whether they have a good season or a great season. And based on one game, one game, I liked what I saw out of North Carolina's defense. And now that we see Florida State take care of business against LSU with the talent, and we're going to see Clemson tonight against Duke, we're looking at a, a, a upper half of the ACC that looks pretty good, all things considered. But the, again, the difference with UNC, the great unknown is just how consistently good is that defense going to be. And they got out to a great start. Ben, don't break. They got the job done. A couple things about Carolina for my takeaways from this game. Mm-hmm. A, I think they got tired of losing in Charlotte. We had asked Drake May, who's from Charlotte, mm-hmm. about this at the kickoff. And it's not just 
it wasn't just the, the Clemson game. It was South Carolina in the bowl game as well. So I think they, they, we've talked about how there's no momentum between seasons. I think it can go the other way where you're like, we're going back here to this place where we've been embarrassed the last yeah. two times we've been here. So we're going to, we're going to show you guys what we're made of. I thought that was number one. Makes sense. Number two, their offensive line, I thought was a, 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 a world better than what we saw at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I can say this before people start believing me. I don't care if you're Tom Brady. I don't care if you're Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if you're the a combination of all of them. It is, it's really difficult to just drop back and throw passes against a defense that knows you're going to drop back and throw passes. Yeah. You have to be able to keep a defense guess, guessing. Amarian Hampton is an absolute dude. He looks like he spent the entire offseason in the weight room. He looked amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, British Brooks, a guy who did not play last year, gives you another back. He's an older player. This is a theme in college football this year older players can make plays and help you win football games. I thought those two guys were outstanding. I thought Drake, yeah, the the, the picks weren't great, but the touchdown, the last touchdown oh, yeah. in particular to Copenhagen, yeah. come on. Yeah. Come on. I that's, think Drake May is going to be fine. It was, just a, it, was, play. It, was, it was just a shaky start, but, but the defensive number, obviously everyone's talking about nine sacks, sacks week man. one. They had 17 sacks in 13 games last year. Two points about their defense. Number one, I do think they got rid of some players in their secondary who were holding them back. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way. This is not me settling old scores with Tony Grimes. This is me you pointing to, out. I love to do that. They, this is me pointing out that they had a safety who was perpetually in the wrong spot last yes. year. And I don't, and again, you want to be Bill Belichick. You want to be Vince Lombardi. You want to be Bill Parcells. You want to be Gene Chizik. If your safety, who is the basically the quarterback of your defense, mm-hmm. is not in the right spot, you are absolutely foobar, okay? So that helped, number one. Number two. Not just players, by the way. They had some coaching changes sure. back there, too. Nah, I, I'm not doing that. Okay, just I'm saying. not doing that. Here's number two. Carolina, their recruiting success, other than Drake May and Sam Howell, has consistently been on the defensive side of the ball. In this era of college football, where you have fifth and sixth-year players, it's really difficult as a first year and a second year defensive lineman or linebacker to make a difference on defense. Mm-hmm. It just is that defensive line now is in their third and fourth years. Big difference. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. When I say they're growing up here's the, here. Now you want to talk about trying not to overreact to one game. And I, I do think Carolina has a more difficult schedule than what it looks like on paper. It's fair, but buddy, buddy, they, I, I could see them getting to November 18th without a loss. I could, I mean, it's week one. I, I understand that it's week one. I, I understand doing, that I've been doing this. And too I saw, long. I saw the Georgia tech loss too. last year. I saw the state loss last year when they shouldn't have lost. Okay. I'm just telling you, if you made me bet on an outcome right now, that was more likely than not. Yeah. I would say to you that North Carolina would be 10 and zero by the time they play right. Clemson on November 18th. Big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovius and Chilio. Check them out, myhtr.com. It was driving back and forth through uh, Pennsylvania, back and through Virginia, Maryland, back to North Carolina uh, for, this, uh, for this, this Labor Day weekend tournament. And I saw a lot of billboards. A lot of these, like these guaranteed offers, man. What's the catch, Joe? Come on now. 
You ain't getting the match. We know that these houses are selling for over list. What makes this, you think you're going to get that kind of money? That's why you need a realtor. It's probably going to lead us into our ACC expansion <laughs> segment. But you have a, you have an investment. It's your home. Yeah. Look, don't don't take less for your number one investment. And you need a professional to help you. All right. So go to myhdr.com. Just toggle right in the middle of the screen. Buy or sell. They can also help you in this this rental market or any kind of commercial needs. Barry Woodard and his group, more than 250 agents, six locations. They are experts. You don't get more than 200 agents by accident. Mm -hmm. Okay. This isn't like MC Hammer hiring his whole family. No. Barry and his crew understand the real estate market. Go check them out at myhtr.com. Also, uh, I was enjoying, speaking of billboards, uh, all these legal services, a lot of like, you know, where you were accident, that kind of stuff. Motorcycle. Well, you, what, what, you don't need any of that stuff. You need some other legal services. Maybe it's a, maybe you're closing on a house. Maybe you're starting a business. All, all sorts of things. You can contact Whitaker and Hammer, attorneys and counselors at law. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Yeah, Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer. You go to Shady's? All of the locations. I did. I watched the, the, the first half of the state game at Shady's. Good and Garner. stuff. Good stuff. Look, they have the world's greatest URL. So certainly they're on to something there. Wh. Yeah. Dot lawyer. All right. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned ACC expansion. So Friday morning, I I see that um, that they they were, you know they were scheduled to have a call Friday morning, and there had been talk. You of, needed Friday. What's that? You needed Friday. Uh, apparently, I needed Friday. Okay. What do you mean? North Carolina put out a statement. Oh, on I was going to get to that. I was going to. So let's, it, it was let's, not signed by a certain other school. Let's start. Let's start with that. Actually, so I knew. I knew things were headed in the direction of expansion when the North Carolina Board of Trustees released that statement. That statement was put out for one reason and one reason only. They knew that NC State had decided to change their opinion and break away from the little voting block that they seemed to have had going into this entire thing. The first go round when they did the straw poll and the votes and everything else. So once that statement went out, I went, yep, NC State's changed their mind. This call is going to happen Friday morning, and we're going to have Cal, Stanford, and SMU join the league. So the, I guess the best way to go about this, and I, you know, on the drive back yesterday, I wrote like notes on notes on notes. I have three pages of notes on this because there's a lot to dissect on this. So I feel like we can start ultimately with the why I was wrong on all of this we're going all the way back to, I went back and looked on July 17th, we did a show and I said that major realignment was dead. And the reason why I felt that major realignment was dead was that ESPN couldn't even pony up the cash to give the sec a ninth conference game. Keep in mind, the reason why the sec is sticking with eight conference games is because it's their last leverage chip with their broadcast partner to extract more money in their deal, which they just re-upped by the way. But the additions of Texas and Oklahoma make you go, well, you got to play more conference games. Well, yes, you're right, but they're not going to do it for free. Yeah, they, it wasn't negotiated. They know. They know that that's the value of the SEC. So in order to use it, they're going to hold that back. And ESPN went, yeah, guys, we're budgeted for y'all, but we're not budgeted for this, especially when you have other television negotiations coming down the line for Disney. And also, if you read the room, you understand that Disney is going through a lot of belt tightening right now from layoffs and everything else. So that, to me, indicated, yeah, you know what? If there's no money, then we're not really going to see a lot of shifts. But here's why I got that wrong. I, and this is going to be a theme of this conversation, 
I gave too much faith to those in positions of leadership to do their freaking job. And this gets to George Klyovkov, who is the commissioner of the PAC-2 now, or whatever we're going to call it, when they refused to take the money that was available to them post-UCLA Southern Cal and get with ESPN. They looked at the number and said, no, 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 no. We're worth more than that. Y'all are going to find out real quick in the next five years, you're not worth what you think you're worth when the money isn't cheap anymore for these cable distributors and for these broadcast networks. The money is no longer cheap and the business is being disrupted, okay? So when they said no, and they went to Apple and Apple went, hey, we can hit these escalators and maybe you can get to this amount. That's when everything fell apart. That's what I did not account for. And that's why we're ultimately here with more disruption in North Carolina, or I'm sorry, and the ACC adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. That's why we're here. Now, the question is, why did NC State go from a no to a yes, Joe? Why did Randy Woodson, the chancellor at NC State, go from, yeah, you know what? We're on the same page. I don't like this idea, to, yup, we're going to go ahead and go with this, and we are going to set in motion what ultimately will be the destruction of the ACC by around 2030, in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's some flawed thinking in here, and that is, first of all, let's take a short-term solution, even though we already have the answer to the long-term problem in our grant of rights. Yeah. Okay. So taking the short-term solution means by adding these three schools, Stanford, Cal, and SMU, there is there is in their contract, speaking of contracts, in there, which no one gets to see, mm-hmm. by the way, which is total and complete bullshit, that these public schools are in contracts and the, and the contracts aren't made public. Okay. Point number one here. Yeah. In their contract, it says, hey, when you add new members, we will pay you the value, the current value, the average value of the current members. Yeah. So by adding Stanford, Cal, SMU, you're adding, in theory, let's just say, $90 million to the pot. Yeah. It's, okay. I was going to say, it's not, it's actually not in theory. And we can get into these numbers a little bit more. Uh, the numbers vary. Ross Ellinger reports 75 million. Okay. I've heard, like you, I've heard 90 million as well. But based on those reports, they're going to be taking a percentage of that money. So, yeah, talk- so you're adding short you're, in the short term, you're adding money. You're adding money because yeah. of the contract, but because we'll get, of ESPN. We'll get into that a little bit. Okay. More so now you're adding schools for that. Now you're, not looking at the quality of those yeah. football programs. You're just saying by adding these schools, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, that's a short-term solution. Number two. Now you're trying to convince yourself to play 4d chess. And, and when we talked to John Curry, he was hinting at this in that, do we have to make a move in order to do what's best for us long-term mm-hmm. and that, and that thinking now has led us to apparently and reportedly these schools are thinking that Florida State and Clemson are going to leave the ACC. Yes. Okay. Now, I don't know what they think their timetable is, but they, they're they arguing, the argument here is that Florida State and Clemson specifically are going to leave the ACC mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. And by adding Stanford and Cal and SMU for free, we're now adding power five schools instead of whenever Florida State and Clemson leave, adding group of five schools. Sure. This thinking it's backfilling. is so backwards. Mm-hmm. This thinking is so myopic. This thinking is ultimately what is going to be the end of the ACC. You're adding schools because you're counting on your two major brands leaving. And you somehow think that Cal, which averages 41, this is a five-year average attendance, mm-hmm. 41,172. 
You think Stanford, five-year average attendance, 40,417. And SMU, double checks, puts glasses on, (laughs) five-year average, 21,969. Yeah. You somehow think adding these three brands and these schools in football is going to somehow Mm -hmm. save you and offset the exit of Clemson and Florida State. That's what you're that's what you're saying it's, right now. It's too little too late. So you're getting some money in the short term and you think you think you're acting a step ahead. Right behind me I have a list of the top 25. Look at that. Well, of course, why are we adding these schools? Well, Stanford's number 3, Cal's number 20. We're adding two top 25 schools. What's the problem, Julio? This is, this is the president's thinking right here. This top 25 is the U.S. News and World Report ranking of national universities. Okay? These, the presidents who made this decision are making this decision based on a, a, a Jedi mind trick from Jack Swarbrick, mm-hmm. which is really not how the decision was made. But the, the, these schools, Stanford and Cal, they're too great to let them fail. They're too great of inst- academic institutions. And the thought process of a Wake Forest, the thought process of a Duke, the thought process of a Boston College is, well, if we leave them behind, what's going to happen to us mm-hmm. when somebody needs to save us? I've got news for you that no one is buying tickets based on the U.S. News and World Report. Again, those numbers for Cal, Stanford, and SMU would be behind all Big Ten and Yeah, behind all SEC teams not named Vanderbilt. Okay, and here are the teams they're ahead of in the Big Ten currently. And you tell me if this is the company you want to keep: Rutgers, Illinois, Maryland, Northwestern. Right. You just basically added the equivalent of Northwestern. Do you know what Vanderbilt? Do you know what those schools? How does that help you? Do you know what those schools behind you are in? Not just the top twenty-five. You know what all those schools are in? Those schools are in the AAU. You know who's not in the AAU? Right now? Right now. Oh, NC State is not in the AAU. You know who's going to be in the AAU when this is all said and done? Are they? Yeah. Okay. You don't do this unless you know that Stanford and Cal in the negotiation to flip your vote. I hope Randy Woodson would do this. If if you're a high, if you're a high-level research institution, because you got to remember, presidents, chancellors are not just about sports. They're also about the academics, as you sarcastically pointed out. But it's, a, it's real to them. Right. It's real to them. And NC State, as a research institution... And trying to better their situation as a as a school prides itself on their research. They're not in that group of the American, what is it, the, the Association of American Universities or whatever it is. NC State's not in that group. Stanford and Cal are. And if you're negotiating to flip from a no to a yes, you better get something in return that goes beyond just the money. And Randy Woodson, I'm guessing, probably has a little bit of a, like, hey, we got some votes for this? Because you get remember, it's like Augusta. You, you got to be invited in. Right. So at least that's my understanding of how the AAU works. I'm no academic. So keep that in mind. Don't be surprised when NC State here in the future gets included into the AAU. Now, I know that a lot of NC State fans have pointed out, well, why would we pair up with UNC? What makes you think that they're going to help us out in whatever is next? I don't disagree with that. And I don't I do not disagree with this because what have we seen every single time? What have we seen every single time in college athletics? Every time the alliance, I looked him in the eye, Joe, in the eye. And if we can't have an understanding as men, what are we doing here? So I don't blame NC State fans for being skeptical to the idea. 
which gets to a larger point and why, after thinking about it while driving seven hours through Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Virginia, I've actually kind of come around on NC State when it comes to this. You're going to shake your head. I understand that. And that's fine. I don't mind disagreeing on this particular topic because you have to detach yourself about what's going on next. What will be next? This idea. So I keep getting pointed out. Well, Virginia, Virginia Tech, the politics, Virginia Tech's in this league because of the politics of Virginia. The governor. Yeah, that was in 2003. That was a different time. That's when conferences actually meant something. Conferences are not going to mean anything in the next five to 10 years because we're headed to a Super League. So if you think that you don't have a table in the Super League, and why would NC State think that they have a, a seat at the table at the Super League? Come on now. Let, I mean, let's be real. If we're bumping out to 40 teams, do you really think that NC State's going to be included in that group as a brand? I don't think so. I really don't. So if you don't think that you're going to be making it to the next round, you have to better position yourself on what's going to be remaining, okay? So I can see where NC State goes with this. Plus, there's the you can't trust North Carolina. You can't trust the politics of today. I'm not di- I'm not disagreeing with the idea that if you were going to try to make a move to whatever is next, which will be a, basically an AFC, NFC, an American League, National League of college football, right? If you think that's going to be the case, well, then, yes, you vote with UNC and you lean on the political leverage you have in this state. All right. Because what do we know? North Carolina might be the big brand in North Carolina, but behind the scenes at the state level, at the NCGA, state has leverage. And you could work that if if you were desirous to go into what's next. And I don't think they are. I think they're trying to prepare themselves for the more regional aspect of what's going to happen next. And better positioning yourself for what is not in that power in that super league. That that's yeah. my opinion on this. You don't have to trust North Carolina. It's fair. You need you, you need to trust the whole entire political process. Yeah, and I think the yeah. more allies that you have, the better off you're going to be. Mm-hmm. This is the equivalent of the phrase "making a deal with the blonde-haired family in in." Game of Thrones. Oh, the uh, the the Lannisters, the Lannisters. Okay, <laughs> they always pay their debts. The wolf's going to come back for you here because all you did was sl- you didn't even you don't even need someone slitting your throat at the wedding. You just slit your own throat. Yeah, that's fair. By by double crossing Carolina, all you've done is say to them, "We just double crossed you. You're now free to leave us in the future." That's what this decision means. But who knows where North Carolina is going to be? By the way, I think, that's the other I, thing. North too. Carolina will ultimately end up in the Big Ten. Okay. Ultimately, okay. does NC State want to be in the Big Ten? I don't know, but. North Carolina, you want allies. You don't want enemies. Fair. This is literally like just watch Top Gun. Okay. Oh, this is historic. It's a historic leave, breakaway. Don't leave your wingman. Okay. Yeah. Pretty simple stuff here. So that part of it is what's disappointing for NC State. All right. Trusting, you know, it's not about trusting UNC. It's about playing the game the right way. So let's uh, let's close this conversation on the business, shall we? Well, I mean, there, there's more to this. Well, there is. Uh, there is. Swarbrick as well in Notre Dame. As well, because do you know how rich people make their money? Oh, I'll, oh, I'll get to that. Okay, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to, to Notre Dame here because I feel like that's where this is all headed. Let's go through some business. Because I, I think that's where the mind trick comes. Our, our friend Scott Dupree had said to me, "Yeah, why are we letting Duke off the hook? Like you're mad at State, but why are you letting Duke because off Duke the hook? knows they I know. Duke, I think Duke will be in the Big Ten with Carolina." But what is the Big Ten going to be? That's the question. That's the larger point I, that I'm I getting. I can't at. tell you what that's going to be. We don't know what. I, again, we. I keep getting back to what you think of conferences is 20 year old thinking because where we're headed next. I mean, not to put on the uh, metallic shades and go, you know, Doc Brown on you. Where we're going, 
we don't need conferences, Joe. All right. So a, the, a, the ACC and ESPN has a deal that is pro rata. Okay. Meaning that new schools enter into the grant of rights, Stanford, Cal, SMU are going to enter into these grant of rights through 2036, like everybody else. And due to their tier one money from TV, they're going to get roughly $25 million, maybe a little bit more, but for the sake of this conversation, $25 million. But as we know, Cal and Stanford are going to be taking a discount rate and SMU is basically free through the first run of this. So based on reports, the money's going to be split between a success ratio and share. So if Cal and Stanford are going to take 30%, as has been reported, and SMU is free, that frees up about $60 million to split up. Ross Dellinger says that 25 to 30 from S, uh, from Yahoo Sports, he says 25 to 30 million is going to be paid for, for football-specific success. So like theoretically, we don't know the exact numbers, if you win the ACC championship and you play for a national championship, you'll get $10 million, right? If they can split it any number of ways. So that leaves for an equal share at best around $3 million. So NC State voted yes to, because I don't think NC State's can be winning an ACC championship. I don't think NC State's going to be winning a national championship. So essentially what you're settling for by voting yes is AAU membership, which is important, and $3 million per. Is that why is the AAU membership important? Because it's academics, dude. They care about this stuff. The Big Ten talks about it. They talk about this stuff. So and even if you hit your success goals, what are we really doing here? You're not really closing the gap. But it gets to your point with Clemson, right? Like, man, if we're going to do this, we know we're going to win. So fine, we'll take the money. So Florida State, maybe they will. I have no idea. But I've gotten this response from, from, from some people. Not to go full truth bombs on you, but it's like, a, but Joe! The ACC Network. This is where you have things wrong. What happened over the weekend, Joe, for college football fans? If you were a Charter Spectrum subscriber, what happened this weekend? You were not able to watch on ESPN. Yeah. About just, just under a quarter of ESPN Disney's homes went away, blacked out, because they pulled those channels in this dispute over carriage fees for ESPN and Charter Spectrum. So this is where things start getting really, really important. 2022 S&P Kagan report says 42 million homes for the ACC network. Robert over at Sports TV Ratings, good Twitter account if you want to follow this nerdy stuff, has said that ACC is getting around 75 cents per subscriber. But what just happened? They just took a lot of these homes out of the equation, so they're not going to be making that money. They pulled them. They're not making subscriber fees on that. So when people bring up, well, the ACC network is going to be on the San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose area. That's the number 10 TV market in the country. Dallas, Fort Worth, which might be a way station for Olympic sports as they play neutral site games to save money. Dallas, Fort Worth is a number five TV market. But what's it to you when you're not even going to be on? The Pac-12 issues, to get back to the start of this conversation, we're there because there was little desire for distributors to pick up the Pac-12 network. And Disney is losing leverage as more and more people cut the cord. And they're preparing to go direct to consumer. The conventional wisdom is in about three years. They're in about 70 million homes right now if they were on every cable network, not pulled on Charter Spectrum. But the thought is when they get to about 50 million, which some people project will be in about three years, they're going to go direct to consumer. So if you don't believe me, Again, just look at what's happening with Charter Spectrum. This is not like previous disputes because I've had some people say, oh, look at that, yet another carriage dispute between a distributor cable company and Disney. These always get resolved. Yes, 
But things are different now as people continue to cut the cord. And you have the executives of Charter openly saying on calls, we are looking to completely change this business because it doesn't make sense for us anymore. This is not something we make buku bucks on. You know what they make money on? Internet, broadband, other services, not necessarily the cable bundle. Doesn't make as much money as possible. So distributors already did this with regional sports networks. They essentially put regional sports networks like Bally into bankruptcy because they said, eh, we can live without you. And look at that. They can. They've shown you. They can live without regional sports networks. So now they're thinking, can we live without ESPN? Can we live without the $10 we got to pass down to our customers who are leaving for other services? Distributors want to transform the businesses. Isn't this the first step? If you think Charter Spectrum is the only thing that's going on, Comcast will be in the same position next year. And you don't think Comcast is watching what's going on here going, huh, Disney bleeds? Good. That means we can try to do this. So this gets to how social media reaction happened over the weekend, Joe. And you and I usually have arguments about this. You'd be shocked how much people can live without sports. If If you're on Twitter... You're like, I am leaving Spectrum. How can you? You just lost a customer. Buddy, you were one of the last ones because people have already been leaving, not because of sports. They've been leaving because of sports, because their cable system has become too expensive. And again, you'll be shocked to find out just how people will move on without sports in their lives, especially if you're just a casual person who cares about the NFL, which is readily available just about everywhere. You'll be just fine. Which gets back to our assumption that the TV money is just going to continue to go up and up and up and up and up forever. So ESPN is raising fees to essentially offset these subscriber losses. That's why they keep raising the money, because they have to maintain what they've been making. Doesn't that get back to the grant of rights, though? Doesn't that get back to the value of the grant of rights? Yes. Yes. Which gets back to you panicked by adding three schools with no football value because you're assuming that Florida State and Clemson are going somewhere. Right. That's a panic move. Right. So you're slightly confusing me with your argument. Are you saying this was a good move? No. I'm okay. leading to why this was a terrible move. Okay. Because I've seen this people... Because this doesn't make people, any sense It doesn't make any sense. So I'm here's taking the, the political and the emotional part out of it with NC State, okay? No, and I'm looking, well, at, it from, I'm looking just, at it from a financial I'm, point of view. We'll take all that out. That was, a, in my opinion, that was a dumb move by NC State. So to wrap, okay? Fair to, enough. To wrap where these things are going, I've been kind of upset at the way that national college media people get wowed by big shiny numbers. Like, oh, they're adding $75 million right. to the pool. Yeah, but... Do a little homework, do a little math, understand why that $75 million isn't taking you as far as you think it's going to go. Okay. Do you know when I take out a loan, the the most specific (laughs) thing that I ask them to do is don't tell me what I'm paying back. Yes. Do you know what the ACC did here? They got the answer. The answer of what they're paying back is it's the future of the league. That's what, that's what this cost them. And that's why I'm always going to rip this move because it wasn't proactive. This is where I think you and I align and why, if I sounded confusing, I was laying out where we were with cable to understand sure. why this was a terrible move. And yeah, why you're, yeah, and what you're laying out is the actual benefit of the length. of Yes. And, and we've been critical of that length. But it actually but there is, is a, curse. a benefit. Curse it. is a gift and a curse. So two summers now, Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC, has wanted status quo. Two years ago, it was gated communities, the alliance. It's bad for college athletics if we just put up these walls and we don't all work kumbaya, arm in arm about college athletics. Okay. What did he talk about last summer? He gave credit to an unnamed president when he quoted this president by saying, what did he say Um, back in July? Are we chasing dollar amounts or are we chasing success? They don't have to be 
you know, one or the other type of thing, which is weird because did, did Florida State beat LSU with less money? How did that happen? I, I don't know. They, how did, they how looked, did that happen? They looked really good to me. Weird. How, I'm, I'm really confused because I've been told that Florida State cannot compete. I was, yet. Like, I was actually going to absolve Jim in all of this until no, you just said that. Absolutely not. I am. Not, look, man, I have defended Jim Phillips as much as I can, as much as I can. But in this particular situation, he failed straight up failed for two summers of Pollyanna-ish talk about the NCAA and its mission. You got to go one way, stick with it. Either you're about that life or you're not. So here's where they made the mistake, and here's where there was a failure of leadership. The ACC had time, and I just laid out why. You just laid out why because of the contract. But if the landscape is changing, you got to read the room. You got to read the room understanding that you don't want to upset your cable partner in ESPN Disney because, you know, last time I checked, they weren't really budgeting for this extra $90 million that's coming up over the next two years. They've been budgeting for less. So you just put them in a bad spot. And then by not being proactive, you put yourself in a bad spot by adding $90 million for scraps. Again, scraps. So here's what the ACC should have done. When the Big Ten made the move for UCLA and Southern Cal, you should have started the plan then. You had to start understanding where are these dominoes going to fall? What are we going to do to stay ahead of this. For as much as John Swafford gets ripped for being the guy who killed the league with the original amount of expansion, John Swafford knew where things were going. We can quibble about the teams that he added, but he knew where things were going. And that's why at the time, adding cable homes in big Northeastern markets was important to get to this point. What did Jim Phillips do? Did Jim Phillips think about any of this stuff? Do you think, no, honestly, did he think about I, any of this? Stuff? Here's what I think happened. And, and this is why I was slightly going to absolve Phillips. No, I was willing to at least let's put aside his belief in which I do believe. Oh, he, he no. believes what he says. His belief is about the athletes and their opportunity. Okay. He uses the term I don't agree with, but he says they, they have an opportunity. What you've done to non-revenue sports by adding these schools is this they'll, doesn't help. Them. And they'll tell you that it's fine because no. look at how these things go. I mean, we this, talked to, this, we this talked does, to John Curry. This about does that. not help them straight up. You, you've put them in a bad situation now. So you don't believe in their well-being. So please stop telling me that you care about their mental health. You don't. So when, go ahead. Now, the thing I was willing to absolve him for is when he was hired, mm -hmm. he was hired and they hired this cockamamie fish bait solutions. Okay. Yeah. Fish bait solutions, as they should have, their diligence probably was, let's go through the ESPN contract. Let's figure out a way for us to make more money. Let's put it in movie theaters. Well, I think what they did was they they pointed out to the ACC, hey, it doesn't matter if you add three football brands that don't help you. It just matters that you add brands. If Excuse me, that you add schools. So by adding these schools, we can get you an extra X 75 amount. to 90 million right. per year or, or with the addition. And I think he took that. He then, because remember, he's not the one who voted on this. Mm -hmm. He then takes this to the presidents and says, okay, you want to close the gap. Here's one way we can generate revenue. And probably there's a Carolina in there and there's a Clemson in Florida state that says, hold up. Okay. We already have enough schools in this conference that don't care about football or don't prioritize football. We don't need to add three more. Those were the three schools that voted. No, the other schools said, uh, no, short-term solution. Sounds good to me. But this, this, the, the, you're talking about now. This is stuff that should have happened last summer. And the minute Colorado decided to leave for the Big 12 after the Pac 12 couldn't secure a TV deal, that's when whatever you had been working well, on. And, but that's, that's where your levels come to because now those presidents go, 
Seriously, I'm being but, serious right now. Those presidents go, Arizona no. State. But this Arizona, no. I don't want to add those types of schools. This is when, I want Stanford and Cal. You can you can add those schools too. Once you get to 18, dude, what's 20? Once I'm you just, get to 18, I'm just telling what's you the 22? mentality. Right. Their and mentality is those schools aren't good and enough. That's where, as a chant, that's where as a commissioner of a conference, you have to tell them this is why this works. That is your freaking job. I'm yeah. sorry. That's your job as a commissioner of a conference. But you also hire a- thinking three steps ahead, which is not what happened here. And that's where the mistake is. And that's why they're left with the scraps. You should have acted and told those schools to get over themselves and leverage the contract. Fish bait solutions. How much do you think they're getting paid? Now I'm fired up. How a much lot. do you think they're making a lot? How much do you think they could have paid us? A, 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 a fraction, a fraction of <laughs> what they're paying fish bait solutions Nobody. to say, look at your ESPN contract. And if you're going to screw ESPN by adding these schools, then let's really make it worth their while. Let's make it worth our while. I'm not going to fault the ACC for leveraging their contract. That's in their contract to do this pro rata stuff. But if you're going to do it, if you're going to tick off your partner, you might as well do it in a way that ultimately go makes sense. Go get West Virginia. Go, go get, get, ECU, go get some App freaking State, schools, get some, man. Go get UCF. Or get, think big. Let's go back to the Swafford stuff. Let's go back to pods. Why wouldn't you go back to the alliance thought? Because remember... A Pac-12 yeah, ACC alliance and te- television scheduling and the ACC network stuff has been kicked around for the last two years. At that point, you go, well, screw it. If Colorado's leaving for the Big 12, then let's just do this thing before it fully breaks up. And then you're left with three schools that aren't really adding anything. You, you know where Phillips worked before he came here was Northwestern. Do you know the only school in the top 25 from the Big Ten in the U.S. News World Report top 25 from the Big Ten? Yeah. Northwestern. Okay. These guys, when and I'm I just know. saying to you, the, the level that they think at this is where is, Woodson is, comes in. is a total disconnect from the level that most people who either follow sports or follow the money just say, and I just want to get back to, to Notre Dame real quick well, because of the, because of the mind trick here. Yes. Rich, where did, by the way, where did he work? Swarbrick? No, Phillips. Oh, Notre Dame. He's right. from Notre Dame. They're all they're all protecting Notre Dame because in this equation, by the way, you tell Notre Dame after 2020 when all these things are going on, hey guys, either you're gonna join what we're doing here or we are absolving this contract because the conference is changing. But they don't have the balls to do this stuff. Or either they don't have the balls or their brain is poisoned by all this stuff with academics. Anyway, I'm done. Rich people make money off of their money. Yes. The money circulates. Rich people make money off of their money. Notre Dame's money that they make from the ACC deal is their tip money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Think about that. And it's it's more significant than you think it is. The money they make off of the ACC is their tip money. Well, what just went up with the addition of Stanford, Cal, and SMU? Because we can't leave these fine institutions. That's a direct quote yeah. from Jack Swarbrick. Their cut of the ACC now goes up by adding these three terrible football brands. Also, one of those terrible football brands just so happens to be on Notre Dame's schedule on an annual basis, which means one of the schools in the ACC now gets to play Notre Dame fewer times in their cycle. Do you know what that means? Because on the on the school level, NC State's going to sell more season tickets this year since, hmm, let me think of what year it was. Oh, 2016, the last time Notre Dame came to Raleigh. Yeah. All of these schools that sell season tickets at a, at a high rate because of Notre Dame, well, you just got one fewer home game with Notre Dame on a, on a four-year basis. So congratulations to, to what you did and to help yourself. Rich people make money off of other people's money. That's what Notre Dame's doing here. That's the Jedi mind trick that Notre Dame pulled. 
I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm not even supposed to be here, man. Post me up outside Breeze through like Jay and Silent Bob just hanging out, just like doing the little songs and whatnot. My love for you is like a truck. We're actually going to be using We're actually going to be out at Breeze through on Thursday for customer appreciation. We're going to be doing the show from the beer cave. Uh, at 10 o'clock. So be on YouTube, watch us live on YouTube, enjoy the podcast later, but watch us live on YouTube from the beer cave. I'll be suited up. It's gonna be cold. Apparently it's 36 degrees in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried I, about the equipment, by the way. Oh, uh, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good call. It's not below freezing, so I shouldn't be too concerned, but I am worried about condensation when we're done. Correct. When well, it thaws we'll, we'll out. have to take a look at that, but yes, breeze through our people. It's, it's customer appreciation. How do you how do you appreciate your customers more than dollar seventy six a gallon gas? Yeah, get over there on Edwards Mill and Trinity Road Thursday. Come see us; we'll be out there. Just because it's Labor Day weekend and you're grilling doesn't mean that the grilling stops. We got football, baby! It's back. That means it's time to tailgate, hang out, bring the meats, get all the gear, all the uh, all the stuff that you need at Butcher's Market. Check them out across the triangle. Butcher's Market has everything you need from the actual meat to the smoke, uh, the smoker stuff, uh, the wood. Uh, the pellets, the charcoal, the seasoning, the marinades, they got it. You can also get Groove Wagon at the one in Wake Forest. So oh, yeah. That's check right. them out. Butchersmarkets.com. What'd you do? Uh, what'd you do this weekend anyway? A whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was fun. I was playing some golf. Which I, was, was good. I was gonna say, I'm I'm surprised. I would hope that you played some golf, man. Yeah. Jeez, come on now. <coughs> the um argued with some people on Twitter. Yeah, I saw you argued with the uh, NC State women's I, tennis coach. I didn't argue with him. He made a great point. You know, they just beat Stanford. That's awesome. But in his tweet, he also mentioned that they were the 22-time national champions. Oh, you so, see that? You see that? You mean they do it more often than not? So, again, I, I just don't see at what <laughs> level this decision makes any sense for NC State. So I, um, I was in I was in Penn State country without realizing it. I totally forgot Miles Sanders went there. Totally overlooked by the Saquon yeah, Barkley. I sent you a. Uh, so we. So Jacob or my younger son is with the junior canes and they opened up the season with a labor day tournament um, across three different rinks. Like one was in New York. One was in like Anvil, Pennsylvania, York, PA. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then I forget what the other one was uh, near Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania. So, I mean, he scored a couple goals, really hyped for him. It's awesome. I mean, he's, he was, he was great. Uh, it was, it was fun to see. We actually got Kelly's grandmother who's 87. Who's never seen him play hockey. She's a huge hockey fan. She's like the biggest flyers fan. She was like the biggest Rod Brindamore fan. She gave Jacob all this old flyer stuff. So I need to go back to that store in the city and get her the Brindamore flyers jersey. You might actually, okay. because uh, she would rock that, but she'd never seen Jacob play. Uh, cause you know, she just doesn't travel at 87. Uh, so we went and picked her up and brought her to the rink, you know, an hour there, an hour back. And Hey man, he scored two goals for his great grandmother. I mean, I don't think you could script it That's any awesome, better. Man. I also don't think you could script Hershey's. I went to Hershey Park. Okay. Have you ever been to Hershey Park? A long, long time ago. Dude, the Hershey's World of Chocolate. So I lost my mind. Not going to lie. I love Reese's. You know this about Yes, me. you do. They have every Reese's thing imaginable. We're talking every Reese's flavor, like one-offs that you can only get there. I bought Reese's boxer shorts, Joe. That's impressive. That's yeah. a commitment to the yeah. cause. Man. Reese's boxer shorts. I, they even sell Reese's peanut butter in the jar. Right? Ooh, that sounds dangerous. Very dangerous. And they also make Reese's. I have not seen these around here. Maybe they're available. I just haven't seen them. But they make Reese's with potato chips inside them. I have not seen that. You want to try that? Yes. I'll, I'll bring it through. 
Yes. I'll bring it through. And then, yeah, I sent you that picture of Miles Sanders. We went to this cheesesteak place just outside one of these rinks, and they have all like Philadelphia's greats, right? Like all the Pennsylvania greats. Um, and they're still not over the Super Bowl and all that stuff, which oh, is which is nor great. should they be. They're absolutely <laughs> not, man. Absolutely not. And so got the cheesesteak. And then Pennsylvania buying alcohol is a little bit weird. Like you have to go into a liquor store it's to buy bizarre. beer. It's yeah. a really strange. And like setup. they stop selling it like midnight. And it is something weird like that. And around that area is Trogues, which is I got the shirt uh, because I can't help myself when it comes to brewery shirts. And um, I'm I'm it's one of those things where you realize, oh, crap, I'm going to buy so much stuff because there's only regional beers here that you can't that don't make their way down here. I was so say. One time when I went to, I think it was the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They had 120. They, they had, had 120 on, on tap. Yes. I was like, they had, do you want me to die in this bar? They had, well, so it's funny. <laughs> shout out to, uh, shout out to another one of the dads on the team, Ron. And Ron ended up getting some of the Trogues, uh, like 9% hazy IPAs, like double hazy IPA, not realizing it. It's not a Saturday sipper. He goes, yeah, man, you know, I, I got it. They had a couple of them and I, I, I drank two and I was just done. And I was thinking to myself, oh, that sounds like a Jillio moment. Yes. Not realizing what you're drinking. No. So anyway, so went to the brewery, went to Hershey Park. And this is where the Disney part of me, the Disney bougie comes out of me. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what's the theming for this land? <laughs> what's the story behind this roller coaster? So you... <laughs> what 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 are we what are we doing here? You're so brainwashed. I am brainwashed. <laughs> it's so bad. But you know what Hershey Park has that Disney doesn't? But did they have a Wilt Chamberlain Memorial somewhere? Chickies, Chickies and Pete's crab fries. Oh, okay. So it's crinkle cut fries with old bay seasoning and cheese sauce. Come on, man. With a beer? You can't ask for much more than that. You know Hershey makes beer too? Of course they do. I didn't realize they made beer. Everybody makes beer now, Joe. Yeah, that's a good point. You should know this by now. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I went hard in the paint too. Can their, I, can I direct you to our our nine one nine Vice yeah, podcast? I know. I, know. I went. Uh, I also went hard in the paint by having a Reese's cookie sandwich. So it was Reese's peanut butter cookies ice cream. No, it was just like the Reese's peanut butter. It was almost like a peanut butter mousse with Reese's pieces. <sighs> I'll show. Oh, and the pieces. Let me see if I can pieces are the kicker. Let me actually pull it up so you can see it because it ET phone home. That, that's that's one of those like you're gonna get diabetes. Ovius phone home. Look at that thing. No, those are those are peanut butter chips. Those aren't Reese's pieces. But they oh, it's Reese's peanut butter chips though. Yeah, they go with the peanut butter mousse God, inside. I, I gotta explain everything to you. That's true. I was wearing a sweater while I was uh, sure while, I was, <laughs> while I was eating. That. <laughs> One thing I didn't deal with in Pennsylvania was mosquitoes. I was dealing with ragweed, though. But coming back here, you might be dealing with some mosquitoes because it's so hot. Might be fall. Might have a little hint of that in the mornings. But mosquitoes are still active. And that's where Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority come through. And uh, with bugs and various other things trying to find some moisture, they can get in the house. And that's where Pest Authority comes into play. They can help you out. Bugsbite.com. Get rid of those hats bugs outside the house, get rid of them inside the house. And then seriously, the moisture you're talking about underneath the house, the 360 moisture barrier is a game changer. Bugsbite.com. Also, shout out to Oak City Sports Cards. When I was sending you those memorabilia things, I would love to get Weston's take on why are they charging $400 for this? Why are they charging $400 for this autographed thing? Weston would have given me a better idea of what the stuff He can, but he would tell you the first rule is 
an item is worth what someone's willing to pay for. That's it. fair, man. So you can't shortchange yourself. That's fair. Don't shortchange your value of your cards or your memorabilia either. Bring it down to Weston. Get a fair evaluation. Get get your cards graded. Yeah. Seriously. It's the best way to get the best value. Off of Glenwood Avenue. Great spot there. Or you can check them out at oakcitycards.com. Uh, we'll get out of here on some Hey Joe. And I feel like this is from our friend Chip Kelly. Uh, Chip Kelly, college football coach, who's upset with some of the uh, the clock changes uh, in college football. Um, but this new rule is that's crazy. We had four drives in the first half. This game goes fast. Hope you guys are selling a lot of commercials. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> Chip. <laughs> For the record. Uh, our friend Chris over at Dagon Boxboard pointed out this was uh, through Sunday. Through 90 games under the new clock rules, average 65.7 plays a game, an average game duration of three hours and 24 minutes. That's about three fewer plays per game and three fewer minutes than last season. This is something he's going to he is going to track. But from week zero through what he had watched through week one, 90 games, we're really not talking about a lot yet. The way coaches are reacting. My goodness, they are mad. Joe. So he talks at halftime. The first quarter is going to be different, and I'm I'm sure if if Chris put his brain to it, he could give us the data on the first quarter. On the first quarter is a long right because you you now have an NFL clock in the first quarter and the third quarter. Okay, mm-hmm. so that that I could see Chip Kelly being like, "Wait a second, why do?" But the two minute clock remains the same, which is ultimately where you're going to see the plays get made up. Um, and hence the data showing you that it's only really three fewer plays per game. That uh, Hey Joe is brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out online at Oakwood Pizza Box. We are really close to we are. Oakwood OG Pizza Night at Oakwood Pizza Box. Can't wait. We are. We're very excited about that. And we'll get out of here on this from our friend Marilyn Payne, uh, who went viral over the weekend because she interviewed Otto. The game was such a blowout that she interviewed Otto the Orange. Um, very riveting stuff. I did point out to Lauren Brownlow, who can who's very scared of Otto, <laughs> that she would never... Uh, and Marilyn did point out that her silence, Brownlow's silence on this speaks volumes. Um, but anyway, uh, we also come to find out that Marilyn was informed on Friday that Otto formally has the pronouns of they, them. Well, yes, it's an orange. That would make total sense. So mascots don't talk. So that was, that was cool. <laughs> For real. Sometimes you have to be creative. Like, like Mike Barber, our friend at the Richmond newspaper just, yeah right yeah he wrote this great story about virginia has this new kicker who's a, who's a, mar- a former marine mm-hmm. I, I never say former he's a marine he's a marine right? you're always a marine yeah you don't ever stop being one of those and i was like man this is a great story but he, I put, he put it on facebook and i was like mike i just need you to pace yourself i've been there before you're about to cover a team that's gonna win maybe two games yeah man save that a for a couple max weeks. and come october when it's the most dire that's when you need a little pick me up. Yeah. A little, hey, look at this kicker's great. What a great story. Makes sense. Man, Virginia, I know some people, and I saw some things written about wow, the victory was getting back out there. And after the, the tragedy, absolutely. But whew, it's gonna be a long season. Really long season in Charlottesville. Long season. Um, maybe do Virginia and Boston College play each other this year? They do. Well, that might be the win. We might have to go to that game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, sir. For some peak, no, sir. For some peak, go ACC. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the Labor Day edition. Wasn't even supposed to be here today. For the record, I was going to do just like a quick one, but Joe's like, full show. Let's go. And we did it. We'll see you all Tuesday. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.